Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to the Marty Leeds Mathematical Radio Hour, where we discuss myth, math, spirituality, philosophy, science, conspiracy, politics, and so much more www.martyleads33.com So all that said, so I've got two copyright strikes. I can't even believe I'm live streaming right now. But so one more and I'm out. So I'll be making a backup channel, probably Marty Leeds 33 live or something like that. In case this thing goes down, we're going to go right back up. They're not stopping us. So, okay. That said, I also want to say thank you to the Patreons. Thank you so much. I want to continue to do this more. If you hear my dog drinking water in the background, sorry. Ginger. Um, I want to continue to do this more. And um, in order for me to do that, I, I really need some financial support. That's just the way it is. I work a full-time job. I actually just got off work, and I'm rushing here to do this. So, so thank you for the Patreons. Thanks for everybody that's sharing the videos and um, subscribing and, and sharing this on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. I really appreciate it. Thanks for everybody that's bought books and all of that. It really means the world to me. I'm not doing this for the money, but everybody's got to eat. So, okay. That said... So what we're going to do is look at the 42 generations to Jesus Christ in this lecture. And boom, of course, going right back to the Holy Bible. 42 generations of Jesus Christ is actually found in um, the opening pages of Matthew. It is the first thing that it talks about in the New Testament. So the first thing that you'll read about in the New Testament is the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And that's what we're going to go over today. So, but before we do that, we have to, I want to look at a few different things here. So... Let's go to here. Now, this, um, we're looking at the gospel according to Matthew, and it's just interesting. I just want to point this out. This may this might get a, garner a laugh from you or whatever, but we have to really look at this creatively and, and phonetically in a way. And Matthew is actually math and you. It's, uh, it's basically this uh, idea of um, that Matthew, the opening pages of Matthew, has a lot of math to share. Um, so take that for what you will, but I just thought it was interesting. So what we're going to do is first look at the number 42 because there are 42 generations from Jesus Christ, uh, excuse me, from Abraham to Jesus. So it's Abraham to David, David to Babylon, Babylon to Christ. 42 generations. 
And the number 42 is found all over the world. And we're gonna, we're gonna explore some of the places that we find the number 42 in very prominent places actually. So one of them is, a lot of people know this, I've discussed this many times before, but um, the 42 principles of the Egyptian mat. And the mat was, um, mat, which is very close to the word math, M-A-A-T, and math is M-A-T-H, of course, 42 principles of the Egyptian mat. And these were the principles of law, order, and truth in which the Egyptians abided by. These were the principles in which they guided their life by. And there just happens to be 42 of them. And so we're going we're gonna to explore why the number 42. Um, the Gutenberg Bible. Gutenberg Bible in... The, let's see, uh, Johann Gutenberg invented the printing press roughly in like the 1450s or so. And then the first book to supposedly ever be printed was a Latin language Bible. And it was printed in Mainz, Germany. And the Gutenberg Bible is also known as the 42-line Bible because it had 42 lines per page. So whoever set up the printing press was focusing on this number 42. And we're going to see why, of course. Um Let's t I'm going to go to the whiteboard here just really quick, and I, I just kind of want to show this. When we look at dice here, in the last lecture we talked about deocculting the Las Vegas shooting. We talked a lot about Kabbalah, okay? And we talked about how Kabbalah means cube, so Kaaba, Kaaba means cube, and Kabbalah is what we're dealing with here. I'll try to write legibly, I apologize. Kabbalah is a reference to, of course, a cube. And so what we're going to see is the number 42 found in a pair of dice. So the dice is the numbers 1 through 6. So 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. So that's one die. And then, of course, you have another. One, two, three, four, five, six. That's six side of the die. Well, if you add one, two, three, four, five, six up, add them together, you get 21. So you'd actually have the pair of dice would be 42 total. And so right there is the Egyptian mat, if you will, 42 principles of the Egyptian mat in dice. And there's, um, I said this last lecture, I'll probably repeat myself a lot in these in these live streams, but um, I'm going to do a whole lecture on the Kabbalah of man and how the cube is a is a geometrical representation of the human body, and basically, a, a, you could it's it's almost a, encapsulates the divine principles of creation, the cube in and of itself. We're going to find pi. We're going to find the three-dimensional mathematics of you. We're going to find the number 42. We're going to find the 231 gates and the Sefer Yetzirah. We're going we're gonna to find a whole bunch of stuff all in the cube, simple geometric form. So Kabbalah, cube, um, 42. So that's, that's that there. just wanted to mention that. So... Um, One, the, another thing that um, Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, there is in, it, in that book, um, he says the the answer to life is forty two. There's like this main, this like supercomputer or whatever. I, f I forget what it's called, Deep Thought or something like that, and it searches for the answer all over the universe, and it comes up with the number forty two. So interesting. And the author Lewis Carroll uses the number forty two quite a bit. Now, forty two is not just um, in you know in these weird sort of places, and it just you know, we're kind of pulling them together and stringing them together to find some meaning that isn't there. 42 is actually found in the Bible a bunch of different places. 
Um, 42, uh, let's see if I have this here. <clears throat> and it's found in the number three and a half. So this is Revelation eleven three, and it says, I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days clothed in sackcloth. So a thousand two hundred and three score days is roughly three and a half years roughly three and a half years. So, or we could say it's actually, uh, we'd say three and a half turns around 360 degrees. So 360 times three and a half gives you the number 1,203 score days. That is 42 months. Three and a half years is 42 months. And so we're, whenever you see the number three and a, 3.5 in the Bible, you'll see it a lot of different places in the Bible. I'm just showing a few here. That in, in reference to the circle, the 360 degrees of a circle, or, the, or, or very closely paralleled to the 365 days of the solar year, three and a half years, 42 months. So, Revelation eleven twelve. 12, uh, But the court which is without the temple leave out and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles, and the holy city shall they tread underfoot, 40 and two months. 42. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath the place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and three score days. So once again, uh, all of those things pointing to three and a half, three and a half years and 42 months. So, so that's a bunch of different places that you can find the number 42. Uh, I also want to show this. Um, we'll get to the whiteboard here. Three and a half that we found in the Bible. We found it in Revelation. We found it in a bunch of different places. Um, three and a half. Pi in English gematria is P-I right here. And that's uh, three, five. Now, the Kundalini Serpent is actually said to rise up the spinal column three and a half turns. So one, two, three and a half. And that actually goes to the pineal gland. And there's your caduceus, if you will. So three and a half turns. One, two, three and a half turns. And so a lot of mystical... Uh, references to the number three and a half and 42. <clears throat> so before we get into the 42 generations to Jesus Christ, I want to talk about the Holy Bible first and where we can find the number 42 in our number line, where we can find pi in our number line, where we can find the number 42, and what all of this has to do with the Holy Bible. And of course, we'll be using English gematria to do that. This cipher comes from the opening pages of Genesis. Opening pages of Genesis here. God did his work in six days, rested on the seventh. So we're going to look at holy and Bible. I'll write this again here. Give me some room. Holy and Bible. So if we use our cipher here, uh, it's 6222, and this equals 12. And Bible is 25225, and this equals 16. Well, 12 plus 16 equals 28, and that is the phalanges of your two hands. Now, many people that have followed the work that I do know this. I'm sure I'm, I'm repeating myself. But those of you who don't know it, you basically have 14 phalanges of your hands, two on your thumb and three on each finger. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, and 14, and 14 times two is 28. So... The whole, the Holy Bible, the book in and of itself, and the, you know, the Holy Bible right there is actually trying to tell you about the human being. 
when when you look at the Holy Bible, it's got, I mean, what do you got here? You got a left cover, you got a left side, and you got a right cover, and you got a right side of your human being, and the left and right side of the human being is held together by a spine, and that's the spine of the book. So the Holy Bible is trying to tell you about yourself, is trying to tell you about your relationship to the divine, and that's one of the things it's saying. So... Holy Bible equals 28. Now the number, so holy equals 12, Bible equals 16. The numbers between 12 and 16 are 13, 14, and 15. Well, 13 plus 14 plus 15 equals 42. Okay? And, we, and as we can see here, we can creatively find pi. 3.1415, and pi is the ratio of a circle's circumference to its diameter, basically known by the numbers 3.1415. And there's many different variations and approximations of pi, and we'll get to that as we move on here. So just wanted to show that. <clears throat> 42. Um, what's interesting is that, and we covered this a bunch in, I did a lecture on the English Gematria, English and uh, Greek Gematria of the Holy Name of Jesus Christ, looked at the last lecture of the Deoculting of the Las Vegas and looked at the number 666 and how this number 666 is completely misconstrued as, as to mean something evil and devilish and, and all of that. And 666 actually encodes the number 42 as well. So the numbers between holy and Bible are 13, 14, and 15. We get pi here, 3.1415. We're just looking at it creatively. All we have to do is put a decimal place there. And then we add these together, it's 42. The number 666, if we just spell it out in English, well, this is 14, 14, and 14. Three times 14 is 42. So the number 666 it actually encodes the number 42. And it's found on dice. It's found between Holy Bible. Now, what we're going to see is that what's so important here is that we've got, we've got 42 reading between the lines. That's what we're doing right now. We're not taking this literally. We're reading between the lines. So you've got holy and Bible, and we're looking, we're, we're, we're creatively looking what's beneath that, between it. And you get pi and 42. So I just want to show, oh, this one thing quick. 42, the mirror of 42 is 24. I'm just going to go over this really quick. I just want to mention this. This, So many of these things is an entire lecture in and of itself. you got to understand that. I just want to mention this here because it's pretty important. The last lecture and in subsequent videos, we looked at the Greek gematria of Lord Jesus Christ. Greek gematria of Lord Jesus Christ is 3,168. So this is the Greek gematria of old JC here. Okay. 42 times 24, the mirror of 42 is 1,008. And 3,168 divided by 108 is pi. Pi. So not only does 42 point to pi here between holy and Bible, it's mirror multiplied and in relationship to Jesus Christ because, I mean, that's, right? That's what we're dealing with here. Excuse me. That's what we're dealing with here. Jesus Christ, 42 times 24, 1,008. 
3,168 divided by 108, or 1,008, excuse me, is pi. So I just wanted to mention that really quick because it's just pretty interesting. You can actually find this number 42, the mirror of 42, excuse me, 24. You can actually find 24 in Holy Bible. If we actually take the vowels out, this is 6 and this is 10. We're removing the vowels. The numbers between 6 and 10, just like we did here, what's the numbers between 12 and 16? It's 13, 14, and 15. What's the numbers between 6 and 10? It's 7, 8, and 9. 7 plus 8 plus 9 is 24. So, oh, I'm sorry. You don't see that. The numbers between 10 and, 10 and 6 is 7, 8, and 9, and 7 plus 8 plus 9 is 24, and that is the mirror of 42. 24, 42. Holy Bible with the vowels, we look what's between them, we get pi, and we get the number 42. Take the vowels out, we look what's between them, we get 7, 8, 9, it's 24, the mirror. We got a mirror. That's what pi is. It's essentially a mirror. This mirrors this. Now, for people that are asking about, why are you taking the vowels out? Well, it's, it's really important to understand that removing the vowels in the original Hebrew language is, is a common practice. And so we can only assume that however language came to fruition, however, however the English language came to form, obviously has some parallels or corollaries to the original Hebrew language. And so when you see the original Torah written, you read it right to left, and there's no vowels. So that's one of the things that we have to take into consideration when looking at English gematria. So that's why I'm doing that there. Hopefully everybody gets that. No vowels, you get 24. With vowels, you get 42. That's a mirror. You multiply those, that, you multiply those, you lead right back to Jesus Christ. So, Holy Bible. Look at, we just discovered the number 42, which is the generations from Abraham to David, David to Babylon, Babylon to Christ. And we found pi, 42 and pi. We, guys, we haven't even opened the book yet. We haven't even, we don't even, we haven't even done that. We've got, we've got, you've got people out there saying, oh, well, you know, Corinthians 117 and Deuteronomy 14 and Matthew 17 and this and, and Revelation of like, well, wait a second, wait a second. Let's look at the letter H first. Let's do that. What does holy mean? What is a book? What does it mean to even open a book? What are the, what is, what's the symbolism here? What is the psychology here? These are important things to understand before you start preaching and, and telling people what the Holy Bible is and, and what their eternal fate is. That's important. So we got the 42 generations of Christ and we haven't even opened the book yet. So. Okay. Spirit in Latin means to breathe. To breathe. I'm sorry. My handwriting is atrocious. I've got to get better with this, but that's all right. All right. Spirit in Latin means to breathe. Now, when you look at, let me write this again. Holy in Bible, right? Everybody get this? Holy equals what? It equals 12. And Bible 
equals 16. We found the numbers between 12 and 16 be 13, 14, and 15. That leads us to 42 and the ratio of pi. Now, people will say, we'll talk about the Word of God. They'll tell you all day long about the Word of God. I got the Word of God here. And, I, and my, my contention is, when we look at something, when we're looking for a natural, organic religion that, that, that the Holy Bible is, I think, pointing to, we need something that is ubiquitous. We need something that is universal. We need something that every single human being that is born into this plane of existence can grasp and understand. And this is why it's so important to understand what the Word of God really is. And the Word of God is, the question I always ask is, what language does God speak? What language is the original, the original Holy Bible written in? The original Holy Bible was written in the language of mathematics. God speaks all the languages, of course. God speaks Italian and Latin and Greek and, and, and Hebrew and etc. and Arabic and blah, blah, blah. God speaks all those languages. But the first language, we could almost say the language that was at the Tower of Babel maybe, was the language of mathematics. The language, that's the language that God speaks. Now the contention is, and what I'm going to show in the rest of this lecture, is that what is underneath the letter work what is underpinning the letterwork of the Holy Bible is a mathematical structure. And that mathematical, that mathematical structure will continually point to the Word of God, the Logos. Logos, log, everybody knows Logos. Logos is the original Greek word for word, right? It's what they're talking about, the Logos. We'll get to this in just a second. I'm going off a little tangent here. Logos, this is the word. Well, Logo... This is a logo. Where does logo come from? Where does a logo? A logo is a symbol, and a logo is made from geometry. Geometry, which is interconnected with number. So when we want to talk about a ubiquitous, universal, archetypal word of God, we have to look at it within the language of mathematics. And it is my opinion, and what I'm trying to, what I would like to show the evidence for, that that word of God is pi. It is pi. Now, we just found it before we even opened the Bible, right? So that's important. So, <clears throat> the Word of God being pi here. That means that every, every sound that emits from our mouth, everything that comes out of our mouth must be reflective of the first word that God used to create all of creation because we are a reflection of that first moment of creation. The first moment of creation is constantly being uh, uh, recapitulated or, or re, um, uh, rematerialized, if you will. Made flesh, right? So let's, so spirit in Latin means to breathe. Well, inhale and exhale. That's five, one. Uh, inhale equals, what does this equal? This equals 42. This is, uh, sorry, let me just do this. Inhale equals 20. Exhale equals 22. This is 42. The word of God, the breath 
of life that is God. 42. Now, when so that means that every word that comes out of our mouth must ultimately be a reflection of that first word of God. And that's exactly what we see when we see vowel and consonant. Vowel is 18. Is that right? Yes, it is. Oh my God, I, I did something right. <clears throat> and consonant is, what is this, 24. Sorry. Inhale, exhale equals 42. We got 42 between holy and Bible. We got the 42 generations of Christ coming up here. And we look at vowel and consonant. 18 plus 24 is 42. Every inhale, every exhale, every vowel, every consonant that you speak ultimately speaks of the oneness and the word of God. The word of God that made all of creation. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God, and the word ultimately became flesh, right? That's John 1.1. We'll be doing that, uh, that verse coming up here soon, too. And guess what it encodes? Surprise, pie. <laughs> so every vowel, every consonant, every inhale, every exhale talks about the spirit, the breath of life, 42. So what it, think, about, think about the word vowel, too. This a vow is, is a, it's, a, it's like a solemn promise that you make. And so it's a vow. And L is a phonetic name for God. Um, here. Got this here. This, uh, this is a book. This is Anacalypsis, an attempt to draw aside the veil of the satiatic, satiatic Isis. Um, it's by Godfrey Higgins. And it's this just, I mean, this is volume one of volume two. It's just this behemoth of a book. And it's, it goes over like tons of different languages and, and myths. It's just, it's a, it's a beast. So, and in this book, he was uh, this, I just read this the other night. And so I marked it when I was making this whole thing. Uh, it says, um, da, da, da. Oh, where is it now? Um, well, now I'm not going to find it. You know, you, you know, you think you're prepared and you're not. <laughs> anyway, at all is a phonetic name for God. This is where you get Elohim. El all. Elohim. This is the Hebrew name of God. This is found in Genesis 1.1. This is found all over the original Torah. But this is the Hebrew name of God. Elohim. El and all are phonetic names for God. El is the Canaanite name for God. Allah. All. Right? So when you look at vow L, look, what are the, you're making a solemn promise of vow to God. A solemn promise to God. So, and think about vowels. They're all like orgasmic or something, right? It's like, e, ah, oh, ooh, e, right? Think about, and when you understand it that way, think about, so you're, you're making these pronunciations about the greatness of God. Oh, I, oh, e, I, ah, right? And that's the vowel. That's the solemn promise to God. And then Elohim, this is an expression. This is L is God. I'll write this again. L O Him. L is a name for God. O is a O. 
It's a pronunciation of, a pronouncement of, almost like orgasmic, if you will. It's this, ah, oh, and him, him, the father. God, oh, father. God, oh, father. So, that's the vowel. Vowel consonant, 42. Inhale, exhale, 42. To breathe is to have spirit. Okay. So, I wanted to mention that. Let me get my notes here, make sure I'm staying on track. All right. So, okay, now, with all of that said, let's, let's look at... Let's look at the 42 generations of Jesus Christ as it's found in Matthew Matthew 1. The opening page is the New Testament. So, <clears throat> we've got 42 generations of Christ. Let's actually, here, let's, let's go back here. I'm just going to read this really quick here. So the book of Matthew starts with, are we good? Good? Okay, cool. Sorry. Uh, so the book of Matthew starts, well, let's just read it. I don't need my damn notes. I got the Bible right here. Come on. Come on, Marty. Get your shit together. So opening pages of Matthew, this is the first thing you read, talking about the 42 generations of Christ. It says, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And then it goes on to say, Abraham begot Isaac, and Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot Judas and his brethren, and Judas begot Pharaohs, and Zerah of Tharmar, and Pharaohs begot Esram. Begot means to um, uh, create, of course. So, and then it goes on and it goes on and on. It gives you the 42 generations of Jesus Christ. And so then it goes to say, in Matthew 1.17, it says, And so all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations. And from David unto the carrying away to Babylon are 14 generations. And from the carrying away into Babylon unto Christ are 14 generations. So, what, what is it saying there? Think about this. Think about this. We've got 14 generations. We've got, uh, we got the Abraham to David. David to Babylon. Babylon to Christ. 14, 14, 14. That's, what is that? Is that three 14s? Is it three 14s or pi? Now this, one, two, three. This was, remember, six, six, six. Remember that? We did the Gamatre value of six and that equals 14. So that's six, six, six right there. Interesting. And we also said there are 42 generations. So 14 times 3 is 42. So you got the 42 generations and you've got three 14s. It's a subtle, cryptic reference to pi. So we got the cover of the book telling us about pi. And then we go to Matthew and it's telling us about 42 and pi once again. So, so that's interesting. So we look at... 42 generations of Christ, 314s or 314, 3.14. And then, of course, as we saw, right between Holy and Bible, we had 13, 14, and 15 equaling 42. So we looked at 
the cover of the book telling us about 13, 14, and 15 in pi, telling us about 42. We go to the, the, the genesis of all creation in the opening pages of the Old Testament, Genesis, and it did its work in, God did his work in seven days total. Well, seven equals pi. And then we go to, once again, we go to that 42 generations of Christ and we find pi once again. And what, and as we said, what is pi? It's that word of God. It's the word of God that spoken in the mathematical language in which God speaks. Okay. So what we're going to do now is actually we're going to take these 42 names as it is given in the New Testament here. We're going to take those 42 names and we're going to, we're going to apply the Gematria cipher to them. The sevenfold cipher that I got from the Holy Bible and we're, we're going to find pi once again as we'll see in a very simple way using basic arithmetical functions um, and ba using basic numerological functions. And uh, we'll show that here. So I'll just give you, there's some of these names. And we'll, we'll, here, I'll just show you the graphic. Let's do that. So here we go. And you can go to martyleads33.com. I have the Gematria Cipher on my site now. So you can go there, double check all this work yourself. And I highly encourage you to double check your work. Um, when I, and, but don't use this as some sort of crutch or something. Uh, I just want to show... I, I encourage you to actually write this stuff out because there's just something about writing it out that, that does something. Um, I apologize. I just want to show this. So this is when I first, I did this on the, uh, a flight from Hawaii back home. I was on vacation. And this is what I do on vacation, I guess. I don't know. So this is the 42 generations. I was writing it all out. And so I encourage you to write it out because there's just something about, do you know when like you actually write something out, you remember, it's easy to memorize. It's, it's a lot easier to remember when you actually write it out, when you physically write it out. There's something about working with numbers and letters in this capacity that it, it does something. It's, it makes it click more or something. I don't, I don't know how else to say that, but I encourage you to, when you do this, write this stuff out and you only use the Gematria cipher if you want to double check your work. So I just wanted to say that. Okay, so back to the 42. So this is the 42 generations from Abraham. We got Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Judas, Pharaoh, Zerah, Masram, Aram, Aminadab, Anasan, Solomon, etc., etc., etc. You plug all this in to the Gematria cipher, and you get the number 766. Now notice I'm using Christ there and not Jesus. And there's a reason that I'm using Christ at the very end. So the last one you see there, it says Christ 32. Well, there's a reason I'm using the name Christ is because the Bible instructs you to. When you, when you go to do this math, the Bible's actually telling you to do this. So it says, um, the la this is uh, Matthew 1.16, and it says, And Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So they're telling you to use the name Christ. When you add all this up, it equals 766. So these are the 42 generations of Jesus Christ. Now, if you notice underneath there, you actually have the um, new, what's called the 
decimal reduction. It's called Pythagorean addition. It's called Kabbalistic reduction. There's a bunch of different names for this basic numerological function, but it is um, adding the numbers together to get a number that's between one and nine. Very simple. So Abraham, you see Abraham there. We put the gematria values to Abraham and we get 17. One plus seven is eight. Let's go to Isaac. Isaac, put the gematria values to that equals 16. Reduce it down at seven. Go to Jacob, 12. One plus two is three. Judas, two plus one is three, etc. So when you do this, what you get are the, uh, the following reduction. So we add all these reduced values up and we get 244. Okay, so here's the 42 generations of Jesus Christ. Abraham to David, David to Babylon, Babylon to Christ. Gematria values 766. We look at the reduced, it's 244. Well, ladies and germs, 766 divided by 244 is 3.139 or 3.14. So 766, the Gematria value of the 42 generations of Jesus Christ divided by its decimal reduction gives you an approximation of pi. Very, very close approximation of pi. Now, for those of you that might be asking, it's like, well, that's not pi. It's not 3.14. It's 3.139. What you're doing is rounding up. Well, rounding up is, is a basic arithmetical function that we learn when we're children, right? And for most applications, a number like 3.14 for pi is, is sufficient. You don't need anything more than 3.14 or 3.141. And so... When you look at all of the different variations of pi, we have <clears throat> all of these variations of pi can be found and, and are used in all sorts of different applications. 3.14, sorry, I'll write more legibly. 3.14, 3.141, 3.142, 3.1415. All of these are approximations of pi. And so the fact that we find 3.139 in the 42 generations of Christ and it's split into three 14s and it's 42 and 42 leads us to pi. I mean, to me, that is absolutely remarkable and there's no way that it's a coincidence. You have to think about the people. I mean, you can't even imagine the people that were putting this together. I mean, these were damn wizards. And I mean that in a, in a, in a very... Uh, uh, you know, positive sense, meaning that they were just extremely intelligent is what I'm saying. You're talking about chemists and alchemists and philosophers and theologians and astrotheologians and astronomers and all of that. I mean, polyglots, linguists, numerologists. I mean, in order for that many... Uh, uh, whoever put this together to make all of this work out the way it does... Is, is absolutely remarkable. Now, you could say it's just a coincidence, right? You could say it's a coincidence. And, and in one application, that might be a coincidence. But then, of course, now we're going to extract all the rest of the stuff that we have from the Holy Bible and we're going to continue to do in this series. And we're going to see that, that there's no way it's a coincidence. Statistically, it doesn't even make sense that it's a coincidence. So, I just wanted to say that. So, let me go back to this here. So this is 766. I just want to show this once again. There's your 42 generations of Christ, to Christ, Abraham to Christ. There's your reduced values. There's pi. Boom. 
okay, now we just talked about pi being the word of God. The mathematical word of God, it's a, it's a, it's a geometric expression of that, that emanating force that brought forth all of creation. And man is given the capacity, the consciousness, the intelligence to understand that, to come to learn God's creation. That's what makes us so damn special. No, I mean, no other creature can read the Holy Bible, right? That's only us. It's, it's something very unique about the human experience. And that's, I think that's what the, the, the crafters of the Holy Bible really want to pass on, the information that they want to pass on to people. Is that what, what the experience that you're having right now, the life that you're living right now, is very special. And, and, and every inhale, every exhale, every bowel, every consonant. So, okay. Um, so, we just talked about the Word of God. Well, if, if that theory or idea was true, the Word of God is a mathematical word, and that Word of God is pi, then we should find pi in all sorts of names of God. Well, that's exactly what we're going to do. So, let's do it. Okay, so the first thing we're going to do is look at, this is the Hebrew gematria of Elohim. Remember, we just talked about Elohim. El, oh, him, God, oh, him, oh, the Father. It's a, it's, a, it's a spiritual pronouncement to the glory of God. That's what Elohim is. Um, this is the Greek gematria of, of, of Elohim. And that's 40, 10, 5, 30, and 1. This equals 86. Um, I covered 86 in uh, the last lecture. Uh, we'll, we'll go over it many, many, many more times. I'm going to pound this into your head, whether you like it or not. <laughs> um, so you reduce those. We just, we just used that numerological reduction method, right? of adding numbers to get them down to uh, anything one through nine. Well, that's exactly what we're doing here. Look, four, four, we have 40, 10, 5, 31. Four plus zero is four, 10 is one, five remains five, 30 is three, and one is one. Well, I mean, you can see it's, it's an anagram. It's a numeric permutation for pi. And this is the holy name of God. And those are the same numbers that we found between holy and Bible in the English text. Hopefully everybody sees that. Like I said, we'll be going over all this stuff again and again. 86. So Hebrew gematria of Elohim equals 86. Look, circumference and diameter, the two geometric forms that are needed to create the holy word of God. Circumference and diameter, 86. 3.142, one of those common approximations of pi equals 86. 8 and 6 there. You see that? 8 equals 30, 6 equals 14. Well, just take out that zero. What does that say? Left to right. 3, 14. Now, okay, so look, 8 and 6, we're just taking the, the gematria values of the words 8 and 6 in 86. You see 3, 30, 14, or 3, 1, 4. And creatively look at it that way. We got uh, gematria total of 44. Let's go to the whiteboard here. Eight and so Hebrew value of God, 86. When you're 86 from an establishment, like a bar, if you're thrown out of a bar, I'm not saying I've ever been thrown out of a bar. I'm just saying, hypothetically, if you've ever been thrown out of a bar, you're 86 from the bar. That's exactly what God has done. He's ejected out his eminence, his, his, the emanations of itself ejected it out, and made it into the material creation. 
it express 86 itself out it's uh, it gave out the word of god you know it spoke into creation all of creation 86 did if you will elohim 86 uh eight and six in english gematria here we saw um this equals 30 and six equals 14 and we can creatively see that as 314 but this equals 44 30 plus 14 equals 44. 8 plus 6 equals 14. 8 plus 6 equals 14. 30 plus 14 equals 44. And 44 divided by 14 is, come on, you know it. You know it. It's pi. That's the word of God. So 8, eight and 6 there. Interesting. And once again, circumference and diameter, 3.142, 86, Elohim, 86. All those things in pi. It's pi. Um, this is the Hebrew name of Lord. Um, actually, it's um, El Shaddai is, I think it's the, uh, the Lord Almighty is El Shaddai. And then Shaddai is just Lord or Almighty, I think is what it is. But there, there it is. You can double check all that yourself. Um, Yah, Dalet, Shin is what those letters are. Ten. 4, 300, that equals what? 314. Let's look at Lord God. <clears throat> there's, there's a representation of what's known as the Tetragrammaton. Tetragrammaton is Yahweh. Um, there it's symbolized as Pi 7, Pi 7. Pretty, pretty clear a Pi symbol right there. And then, of course, we already know that 7 encodes Pi. So that's, I mean, that's essentially saying Pi, 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 Pi. <laughs> um... And then right on upper right there, you, that's the that's the tetragrammaton, um, Yadhi Vavhi, or Yahweh equals twenty six in Hebrew gematria. We go to the Holy Bible and we find the two names of Lord and God, and that equals twenty six. Okay, so um, and so two and six. Let's look at those numbers two and six. Two. Six. Use our cipher again. Uh, six five three, two is thirteen, six is fourteen. Let's mirror those. Three one four one. Just using a hair of creativity, just looking at things. I mean, when when we look at mirroring objects, your whole body is mirrored. All of creation is created with symmetry and reflection and 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 a duality, a unified duality. I mean, that's what pi is. Once again, we talked about the reflection, right? Boom. That's pi. That's a reflection of one another. So that mirroring, you know. So uh, two and six. This is Lord God, remember? Lord God. 13 and 13 equals 26. And you can look at this two and six. So there's that. Um, more pi. Let's look for more pi. Da, da, da. Oh, okay, so we just looked at this. 2 and 6, 13 and 14. We're just reversing them. We'll look at Lord God again and reduce it. So Lord in English gematria is 2254. This equals 13. Reduce it. 1 plus 3 is 4. So you're given three numbers, 314. God is the same thing. G-O-D, 724 equals 13. 
One plus three is four. Just a, a creative way of see, of 13, uh, finding pi, three, one, four, three, one, four. Um, th so this is beyond, uh, actually, no, let me do one more here. This is 13. Lord and God both equal 13, and 13 gives you 41. So 13, 1, 3 gives you 4, 1, or 3, 1, 4, 1, yet again. Lord and God both equal 13. The cipher is based on the number 13. The 13th prime is 41. <laughs> so there's your prime numbers. A prime is a number divisible by 1 and itself. 2, 3, 5, 7, 11, 13, 17, 19, 23, 29, 31, 37, and 41. The 13th prime number is 3141. You see that? So, and once again, Lord and God both equal 13. And this is, um, this last one here is one I covered in a, a video called De Occulting the Internet. And please go and check it out. Uh, I, I think it's a great overview of the internet and how deeply mystical and deeply occulted our world is. Everything from the thing that you're watching me on is, and, and we're going to see this in just a second. Um, de occulting the internet, check the video out. This is on and off. On equals 3, off equals 14. ON is 2, 1, off is 2, 6, 6, 3 and 14. 314. So let's uh let's discover God, shall we? Every time you flip a light switch, every time you flip a light switch, God. Every time you breathe, inhale, exhale, God. Every time you every word you speak, a vowel, consonant, God. Every, before you even open up the book, God. Every time you see God, every the Hebrew and English and all these different places, pi, 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 the word of God. Every time you flip a light switch, on, off, 314. It's, it's, it's the understanding that God is omnipotent, omniscient, and omnipresent. God is everywhere. And that's the point. Your body is a representation of pi. Look at you go, boom, there's your diameter. Diameter equals 33. How many, how many, how many, diameter equals 33. How many bones in your spinal column? 33. And then what do you got? That circular, that aura. So that's, it's all, all pointing to pi, pi, your human body. You got a line and you got a left and a right. Circle, circle of creation, if you will, and you're a representation of pi. Of course you are, because you're, because God made men in His own image, in the image of God created He Him, male and female created He them. God made you in His in you in His image, in His image. This the uh, the word that came out that manifested all of creation is pi. So, so that's that. Um, I'm going to mention one more thing here. I, that's enough. I, th I think I made the point, right? <laughs> so, um, and for... For those of you that, um, that want to look at more of this stuff, that I've got tons of other videos, of course, but 
a lot of a lot of times if you just look creatively you can find this stuff in all sorts of different places i'm only one guy doing this work and i only have so much time during my day to sort of you know uncover this stuff but you can find this stuff use the cipher and check it out and see what else you can come up with go go through the bible i mean you're talking the 42 generations of christ encoding pi encoding the word of god of course it should now the point that i want to make here is that you um let me get my notes here, I'm sorry. <clears throat> what, I'm, what I'm trying to do here is show with a, a bit of rigor, with mathematical clarity, how these things have been encoded and how anyone with any just a basic, basic understanding can verify all these things. You can pick up the Bible and, and do all this yourself. And it's 100% it's scientific verification. We're not fooling around here. We're not playing with numbers. We're plugging it into a cipher. That's it. So, um, and, and what's so interesting is that so many Christians, so many supposed Christians out there will condemn people and tell you about the word of God and tell you about Jesus and tell you about Moses and Abraham and all that stuff. And they're, they're completely missing all of this. When you look at this book as a mystical document, if you look at it as, a, as, a, as an allegory, allegory, parable, symbol, mathematics, astrotheology, psychology, this thing just blooms. It just opens up. It's like a damn onion. You can just uh, An opinion without pie is just an onion, by the way. It's like a damn onion. You can just peel the layers back. And there's just so, it's, just, it's just bubbling up with so much information and beauty. And, the, and there's so many Christians out there that are just ignoring all this. This is devil worship to them. And that's absolute nonsense. The, the Christian, so many of the Christians that would ignore something like this, they're not even honoring their own tradition. They're not honoring their own tradition. They're, the tradition of the... Whoever crafted the Bible, whoever translated it to English, absolute, absolutely knew these mystical verities. They just did. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been able to translate it. That means whoever translated the Bible originally into King James, the King James Version, knew what was going on. And we will talk about why you should use the authorized King James Version in the future. And you should only use that when, in my opinion, and I'll explain why, but why you should only use that version when decoding the Bible. Because the people that had written the authorized King James Version meticulously translated from the original Greek and what they were meticulously translating was that mathematical underpinning. Now, when you go read God's Word translation, the New International Version, and all those other Bibles, not one of them, from my understanding, from everything that I've seen, not one of them has maintained the mathematical foundation, which means they're throwing out the Word of God. That's what they're doing. So this, this book, the, the, the Word of God, and what is being encoded in here is, is it's timeless. It's timeless information because pi ain't never going to change. Pi will always be pi. The ratio of a circle's circumference to its diameter will always be the same. It's going to be the same 5,000 years from now. It was the same 5,000 years ago. And that, that universality is the true sacredness that can be found within scripture. That universe, it's a universality of peoples. It's a universality of religion. It's universal ideas. 
to talk about the uni one verse, the verse of God, that God speaks. All right, I'm rambling. <laughs> that, that's it. Um, I, I, think, I think we covered that enough. Uh, please go back, double check all this stuff. I always say, double check the work. I encourage you to do that. It's important that you do that. If you're interested in this work, get a, get a notebook, write it, write out seven, go S-E-V-E-N and go six, five, 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 one and write that baby out and calculate itself. Grab yourself a calculator, do the work. Do the work. Okay. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.